Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody, you're listening to Eagles post game analysis here at the Philadelphia Sports Table Podcast Show, the longest running weekly Philly sports podcast show in the world. Week two of the Eagles 2022 2023 season now in the books. They win their first game at home at the link by a score of 24 to 7 against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm Jeff Warren. I'm here with my good buddy Len Hunsicker. Len, this game was absolute and pure dominance from the offense and the defense. It was so good to see, buddy. My gosh. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button just about, you know, we, we were a little concerned coming into this game. We actually thought this game was going to be a lot closer when you look at our predictions. If you go to our Twitter, at uh, Philadelphia PST, you can see what our scoring predictions were going to be. Len, I thought this game was going to be a lot closer than what it was. Yeah, um, I had it as a one-point Eagles win. Um and and honestly, like we we talked about it, um, you know, before we started recording, and you know, since we're we, you know we're doing the uh, opening themes of of what our theme of the game was, I, I yeah. mean, just the improvement because I I was thinking all week if the Eagles played the way they did against Detroit, against Minnesota, Minnesota was going to win that game, and and this was, I mean, and and I'm going to name some names in terms of you know over the course of the show in terms of guys that I saw take a huge step from week one to week two and have yeah. a way better game. Um, but it, it was, it was really great to see that, especially that first half. I mean, it felt like the, everything the Eagles touched turned to gold. Absolutely. And you know, I kept going back and forth throughout the game thinking to myself, is this going to be more of a defensive theme game or an offensive theme game? Because we saw great things on both sides of the ball, but I think the absolute overall overriding theme for me, Len was the fact that, there were three red zone interceptions from Eagles defensive backs in this game. Turnovers have been a missing part of this defense over the years. It was absolutely huge for them tonight. But to pinpoint that to one, Darius Slay winning the battle over Justin Jefferson just about all night. He had his fourth uh, two interception game of his career. He had one last year with the Eagles uh, in that game against the Panthers. But Justin Jefferson not being able to hardly get anything done out on the field because Darius Slay was just winning that battle all night, I say has to be one of the top themes coming out of this game. 
Yeah, and and when I mentioned my guys that had a way better week this week than they did last week, um, Darius Slay is at is at the uh, top of that list. Absolutely, um, you know, didn't just get it out of the way. Both him and Jalen Hurts. Well, I, I, um, I, I yeah. thought we're outstanding tonight. Absolutely, we'll get to Jalen Hurts in a little bit. We'll do the offense, let's say, in a little bit. But just on, on, from the defensive side of things, man, I, I mean, even Avante Maddox with that interception that he had, I, I'm not sure if people saw what he actually did. His athleticism was phenomenal. It was incredible. He adjusted his body, went right up to the catch point, came down with the ball. That was one of the most beautiful interceptions that I have seen from an Eagles cornerback in a very, very long time. He put himself in a good position, and quite frankly, the defense itself put itself in a good position, but more importantly, Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon learning a lot, I think, Len, from last week what his personnel can and cannot do. The Eagles opened up with five defensive linemen. Javon Hargrave was over center, not Jordan Davis, to open up the game. They did the same thing on the Vikings' second drive of the game. It Again, Jonathan Gannon learning, I think, here. Hopefully, it was good to see that he went back to the drawing board, took a look at what was working, what was not working from last week, and we saw the successes of, of a very good defensive coordinator putting this team in a good position this week. Yeah, absolutely, and th- and that's another guy that you know I I had my, I had my mind on players, so I wasn't thinking coaches. But yeah, I mean and that's another guy that you know, and and may, hey, maybe the Lions are good. May- maybe they're. I mean, they look pretty frisky. Maybe maybe they are, you know, in, in a central that you know doesn't really seem to have anybody stand out. Maybe they're better than a lot of people think. Um, but I think that the um the the, the steps that the defense as a whole took and, and Gannon gets credit for that from week one to week two. I mean, you, you couldn't help but notice it. You couldn't help but notice it at all. You, you can't and look, look the, the lions. Yes. They're one and one on the season. Um, you know, there's some other teams that are going to be, uh, you know, surprising us throughout the year. Um, but I think this Eagles team is really going to be surprising the NFL. I mean, given their schedule, Things that that they have been already doing on the field, looking like cohesive units, Len. I, I'm we're not going to put the car before the horse, but this Eagles team looks really, really good and like a contender in this NFC for sure. And and, and it's and we saw that with the fact that what the, again what this defense did, only allowing 93 yards, 93 yards in the first half. For this Minnesota by this Minnesota Vikings offense, Kirk Cousins is a, a pretty good quarterback. Dalvin Cook, a pretty good running back. Justin Jefferson, top three wide receiver in this league, if not one of the, if not the best wide receiver in this league, and they were shut down. This Eagles team and this Eagles defense, there were a lot of good stuff happening too. T.J. Edwards, how about him? We're actually we, we've got linebackers that can cover now. Maybe not Hassan Reddick, <laughs> yeah. but but really we've got linebackers that can cover. Holy cow! It was again just dominance from from start to finish. Have the game Josh Sweat had. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, another guy that stands out, and then I mean Slay. I mean, like you know, two interceptions, five passes, defense. That's like you know, basically like a three home run game in baseball. I mean, you've you've, yeah. you've done pretty much everything out there. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it was, I mean, just such a great thing just to see that that level of of um, effort from the defense and, and shutting down who a team that I think is a you know is a potential playoff team. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, this this wasn't you know. Um, the commanders or, or somebody that, you know, we think is, is going to struggle this year. You know, this is, this is a decent team. 
And, and you know, that I, I said on our Opposition Territory show this past week that this game could possibly be a precursor to what we see in the playoffs at some point down the road. Again, only week two. But like you were just saying, Len, this is a really good Vikings team. And they just, for whatever reason, they didn't come to play. And also, I mean, we have to say it too. Kirk Cousins had an absolutely horrific game. His decision-making was terrible. He was absolutely off. Kirk Cousins did not help his offense out one bit whatsoever today. I think if you talk to people that have followed the Vikings for a while, <laughs> I mean, Kirk Cousins will get you to a point and then it ends there. Right. I mean, he, he's not, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Yes. He, you're, you're not going to make a deep playoff run with Kirk Cousins. He, he's just not, he's not at that level. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I, if I was a Vikings fan, I would be, you know, I'd be like, okay, we're kind of a playoff team, but, this isn't the guy, no. you, you know, I right. mean, so right. I don't know. All right. Well, um, I, I don't have anything else for the defense other than other than pure freaking dominance, man. <laughs> I just I mean, it just what else are we going to say at this point? You know, that, that, that we just all didn't see. Like, what else are we going to see here? I mean, I mean, I, I'm not necessarily going to take I mean, Dalvin Cook. He was held to two point eight yards per carry, 17 yards on the night. He had as many yards rushing as Jalen Rager had. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just amazing. Justin Jefferson held only 48 yards on 12 targets, came down with six balls. Darius Slay, again, killing out there. Absolutely killing for sure. Len, let's head over to the offensive side of things because I think one of the themes coming into this game, too, or I, I should say one of the one of the bullet points, I guess we could say, is that we knew the Minnesota Vikings secondary was definitely a weakness for them. And it was great to see Shane Steichen and Nick, Nick Sirianni take the offensive scheming this week and, and, and taking advantage of that weakness and really just driving that home. And that opening drive by Jalen Hurts, he looked so much more comfortable right off the bat in the pocket than he did last week against the Lions when they were on the road. I mean, we saw him actually hitting intermediate and middle-of-the-field receivers in breakers as well. He truly looked like a quarterback that understood pocket presence, pocket management that I like to talk about here. First half, he had 251 yards, which was a career record for him here in an Eagles uniform. He looked like he took such a step forward from week one. It was unbelievable to see. Yeah, even um, you know, even when he got flushed out of the pocket and had to had to run, you know, he was able to make check down throws um, that you know, in in some cases, went for decent gains. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it was it was just it was like watching a different quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how many passes he completed to start the game, but I know I saw the graphic at one point. He was ten for ten. Yeah, it went, um, he went eleven for eleven. Okay, before he threw his first uh, incompletion. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean uh, that's uh, I. I don't know what else you want from from him. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he he did he played about as good a game. I mean, even even the interception that he had. I mean, it, it was you kind of thrown in the middle of a bunch of people, but it it went off of Gainwell's hands. Yes. I mean, you should catch that ball. I think so. Ball, I don't even I, think yeah. the interceptions on him. Yeah, it, it, gain, it went off Gainwell's hands like a tennis ball <laughs> hitting a brick wall, basically. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it was nasty. But I, 
Uh, let's go to that 53-yard touchdown completion that he threw to Quez Watkins. You could actually see Jalen Hurts going through multiple reads, processing. Remember last week, Lynn, we talked about how yeah. the processing just wasn't it there. It looked like a different guy. Absolutely. Going through multiple reads, processing those routes, and then delivering that dime to Quez Watkins, who beat the top of the defense for that, again, that 53-yard touchdown completion. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw his first incomplete pass with about seven minutes left in the second quarter. And like you, like we said, Len, 11 straight completions. He was completely locked in. And in fact, his first incompletion was the Dallas Goddard, which was a dime, and Goddard just dropped it. Goddard, or It was a pretty good defend, defended uh, pass, I, I should say, by the Vikings. But still, it was in Goddard's hands, and he just wasn't able to come down with it. But, man, we're see, I, we are possibly and potentially seeing this franchise quarterback of the future. Again, game, uh, week two, second game yeah, of the season. I was just about you know? to say, like, <laughs> it, 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 one of the tasks that we as fans are going to have to really try to take to heart this year is to not go to extremes every single week. Right. Like like last week, I'm like, oh, God, is he not the guy? <laughs> and now this week, you're, you're trying not to be like, well, what are we going to do with those two first-round picks because we don't need a quarterback? Like, so – just from week to week, we have to watch the the swings. I think that we're all going to have, you know, emotionally, you know, from game to game, because because he's not going to be as good as he was this week every week, and he's he's not going to make some of the mistakes he made last week either every week. So you know, it is. I think it's something that we personally, as fans of this team, need to kind of just keep an eye on, and that's just managing like. You know, the, the the sky isn't falling or, you know, this isn't the beginning of, of a 10-year, you know, dynasty, you right. know, depending on each game, how he plays. Yeah, we just need to keep ourselves in check. I yeah, mean, that's basically yeah. what you're saying. We got to keep ourselves in check, folks. And, and look, we can go back to even some of the negative things that did happen in this game, Len. The, the fact that there were three ineligible man down the field penalties in the first quarter. That and that was happened last week, too. That, oh, that, my God, that, it was that enraging. Was, that was my big thing that I was going to talk about this week in terms of what is the, the negative yeah. <clears throat> that you saw out of the Eagles in this yeah. game. And it was that. It's just like, I don't remember that happening that often in a season ever. And it's just like, it's happening a lot in these first couple games. And I'm just like, is it something with the line, with the coaching? Like, are they, you know just not waiting for a play to develop because it seems like guys are just too far downfield a lot. I think that that is something that Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen are absolutely going to need to work on this week because that's like the biggest negative that I could take away from oh, yeah. this game. That Those penalties. It, uh, it's just such a random it really is. penalty, too. Yeah, it is. It random. I it, know. <laughs> yes. But I'm also going to say this in terms of a negative, too, okay? Even though the Eagles' defense only allowed like 93 total yards by the Vikings' offense in the first half, the, I think the one negative from the first half was that the Eagles' pass rush wasn't getting close to sacks, not necessarily putting that pressure on Kirk Cousins to get him throwing erratically, even though he kind of was already throwing erratically. <laughs> but the, the pass rush really wasn't getting close to him in the first half. I mean, again, I'm trying, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> I really am. But I mean, that's that's a negative that I could see. And I'm, and I'm glad Fletcher Cox had a strip sack. Josh Sweat had a sack. 
in terms of what the interior offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings is, uh, Ed, uh, or uh, Ingram was just an absolute disaster. And again, talking on the opposition territory pod this week with our friend Chris Gates from over uh, at uh, the Vikings SB Nation site. I mean, that the interior line, offensive line for the Vikings was a real concern for Vikings Nation coming into this game. And they really didn't put a ton, a ton of pressure on Kirk Cousins. And, uh, I mean, look, I do like seven quarterback hits, but uh, two sacks on the day, I was thinking we might see a little bit more. Yeah, and that could be game planning. I mean, that's you know, part of it is maybe the play of the line, but also, I mean, were they totally uber-aggressive early? I mean, it, it felt like they kind of brought more as the game went on, but, you know, maybe just early on it wasn't that much. I don't right, know. Right, right. I'm trying not to bitch and moan <laughs> i'm like I'm yeah thinking, i, I like, know i i here's the negative the last thing but but literally that's the, the those are the only things those things we just pointed out are the only things you know that that there are to complain about i mean I'm not going to go through all the stats here but right you know seven for 13 on third down yeah um 36 minutes of possession to 23 Oof. um for, for for the eagles i mean so I mean, they controlled this game. Absolutely, I mean, the, the penalties are, are a concern still. Eight penalties for sixty yards, but they won the turnover battle. They won the time of possession battle, and if you do that more often than not, you're going to win. Len, what do you think about the narrative surrounding Miles Sanders coming into the season? Okay, and of course, of course, it was the the health issue, which we've seen, and it's a very very valid concern with fans. But the fact that he might not necessarily be a a, a, a running back that's really able to produce a lot on the field. I mean, he had four point seven yards per carry in this game on seventeen carries. They are giving him the ball. You know, uh, uh, last week, I think he had somewhere around uh, 4.5 yards. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it might have been 7.4 yards per carry last week against the uh, uh, against Minnesota. So, Minnesota, uh, Detroit. Yeah, it was 7.4 yards and a touchdown last week. I think the narrative on Miles Sanders should be he's a damn good running back, and we should be lucky to have him. And the fact that he is technically a bell cow that we have seen thus far, he had 13 carries last week, 17 this week. He's he's playing very, very good football, Len. Yeah, he, he's a good player. Look, he's not Derrick Henry or, you know, um, Saquon Barkley or, I mean. Right. But, and I'm trying to, to name stud running backs, and it's getting harder and harder because the game isn't played that way anymore. It's not, you know, you know, Emmett Smith running for 1500 yards every season. That, that just doesn't happen anymore. Um, so I don't see why you can't win with a guy like Miles Sanders as your running back. He's yep. perfectly serviceable, perfectly fine for what they do. I mean, they, they want to be more of a throwing team anyway. And, you know, he doesn't have to be the only guy you can throw in there. Boston Scott a couple times every now and again um, and gain. Well, in, in addition to the designed runs, that you have for Jalen Hurts, which yeah. which I I mean is great to see, you know some of the the plays he made with his feet tonight. You know I I saw a couple of plays and I just remember thinking, this is what I always wanted McNabb to do, just a couple times, not yeah. all the time, yeah, just here and there, yeah. Um, and and it seems like Hurts does that. 
we 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 got about what fifty seven yards from Hertz on the ground. Yes, which was I, I, I honestly I actually loved seeing that more than the ninety six yards from last week. I'm thinking ninety six yards. You know, we were talking last week. I'm like, no, this is not sustainable. He can't do this every yeah. game. You know, but it was good to see there was only fifty seven yards this week. Yeah, I mean, you don't want him running all the time. I yeah. mean, eleven carries is about as much as I'd like to see him do. But I mean. Uh, some of especially that you know the couple you know the one TD run he had I mean, he had a couple guys in front of him and you know they were they were talking about during the game they were in the broadcast about how he squats six hundred pounds and you saw that you saw the legs driving you saw them yep. not able to keep him out of the end zone yep absolutely the only other negative in this game obviously was the blocked field goal I thought that was going to be disastrous giving momentum to the Vikings but the Eagles defense said no no way. You're not going to take momentum away from us because we are dominant. Other than that, Len, I, I think that's about it in terms of takeaways and themes from this game. Do you have anything else? Not really. I mean, yeah, these special teams, you never, you know, that, that, something like that can swing a game. But, I mean, the way the defense played tonight, um, I, it, it, it took the Vikings right out of it. I mean, yep. I, you know, defensively, yeah, you know, the sacks, okay, would be nice to, you know, knock Cousins around a little bit more, but – you shut down Dalvin Cook and you shut down Justin Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, you, you're not going to do much better than that. Absolutely, man. Dalvin Cook had 2.8 yards per carry. That's what you yeah. want. That's what you want for sure. All right, yeah. well, Len, why don't we uh, why don't we get in the grades here? You ready for that? Sure. All right, let's do it. Quarterback Jalen Hurts. He's getting an A plus from me this week. Ended with a uh, 108.7 rating. He had 333 yards in the air, 10.7 yards per attempt, one touchdown, one interception, 26 of 31 on the night. Len, he's getting an A plus. You know the the completion percentage. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive to see. Um, Yeah. I mean, he gets an A for me. I mean, I thought he had an outstanding game. yeah, he was two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> that we, that we, that you know, that, that everything that you want to see out of Jalen Hurts, you saw tonight. Yep, absolutely. Looked like that franchise quarterback. We'll pump the brakes on that, folks. But that's what he looked like in this particular game. Yeah, week I mean, two. If he continues to do <laughs> stuff like that. And he doesn't have to have this kind of game every game, but if he continues to do stuff like that. He's he's going to make his case. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's move to the running backs, Lynn. Miles Sanders with 80 total yards, Boston Scott with 19, and Kenny Gainwell for seven He on two carries there. I'm going to give the uh, running backs this way. I'm going to give them a B plus. What do you give them? Yeah, I think it's fair grade. I mean, they were able to move the ball relatively well on the ground. Um, I thought the line did a decent job there, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, keeping with the, the theme from last week of being able to run the ball well. I think they carried that over nicely to the second game. Yeah, 4.8 yards per carry from a rushing perspective in this game. Not too shabby at all. All right, let's move to the receivers, Len. I'm going to give the receivers this week because, God, there were so many of them. There really were. I mean, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight receivers. Fantastic. And they're all coming down with balls. Jalen Hurts is thrown on a dime. I'm giving the receivers an A this week. What do you give them? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same, and, and it really – like, you know, based on what we were talking about last week, as soon as he threw, like, went to Devontae Smith right away, I was like, all right, good. Like, yeah, get him yeah. involved. <laughs> and, and he had a really nice game, seven catches for 80 yards. Um, the ball was, di- you know, distributed really well. I mean, five catches for Goddard, seven for Smith, two for Watkins and a touchdown, five for A.J. Brown. And all those guys were around 70 or 80 yards. So, 
I mean, yeah, they, they distributed the ball really, really well in this game. They did. All phases of the game worked well in, the, in this game for sure. R- the run, the pass just worked really, really well. Offensive line, boy, they really shaped things up <laughs> from week one. Offensive line looking good. Aside from those three penalties, those three freaking penalties in the first quarter, Len, that were absolutely ridiculous. The uh, um, the ineligible man downfield penalties. I'm going to give this offensive line a B-plus this week. What, what do you give them? Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, the, at least I think the first one of those you know, did take away a big gain just as it did in the week before. So, you know, those plays are hurting. It's not just, oh, you know, oh, well, they did it and it happened and didn't affect anything. I mean, it is taking away from from substantial gains in in some cases. So that is something that they absolutely have to iron out. But outside of that, I thought they had a nice game. I'll give them a B. Okay. Really quick. Interesting how you said, like, in some cases, like, it's taking away from the game. Interesting how that first penalty that you just talked about, that first ineligible man downfield penalty of the game, it brought up a third and 13. So meanwhile, just being the Eagles fan that I'm a, I am, I'm like, you know what? This stinks. I'm like, they're not going to convert this. But on the next play, they Jalen turn around Hurts, and do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Throws a bullet right down the middle to A.J. Brown, who not only gets the first down, but gets yards after the catch for the first down. That's what you like to see with the connection for both these players. And again, that's why they have A.J. Brown now on this team, to make these clutch plays when they absolutely need them, when they're in a third and 13 situation like they were after that ineligible man downfield penalty. Like, It's like, Len, we have this now. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's great to have these kind of weapons. Um, and then a burner like Quez Watkins. I don't want to yes. forget him. Yeah. Um, so you've got the possession guy. You've got the, you know, the the, the big guy that's going to be the yards after the catch guy, and then you've got the speed guy. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it's it gives you a lot of different ways to attack a defense. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the offense. Let's move over to the defense. Defensive line. Um, I, I would have liked again. I would have liked to seen them getting a little bit more in the back in the in the backfield, collapsing the pocket a little bit more. And they, don't get me wrong, they did a really really good job. Would have liked to have seen some more sacks. As I, you know, it's been a theme on this show the past few years. You know, want to see more sacks. Want to see more sacks from the Eagles defensive line, specifically from the ends. But inevitably, at the end of the day, they did a great job. They did a great job getting in. Kirk Cousins' face every now and again. I'm going to give him a B plus this week. What do you give the uh, defensive line, Len? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they got to him a little bit more than they got to, um, you know, Jared Goff last week. Um, you know, it, mainly legal. I saw three tackles for losses um, out, of, out of Josh Sweat and a, and a um, sack. Um, you know, some passes defensed up front too. Hassan Reddick had one. Um, you know, um, I, I believe. Who who else was it? I so somebody else from the line uh, had one. Kaiser White had one. Yes, TJ yeah. Edwards had one. Yep. Uh, I know they're they're linebackers, but um, yeah. I, I mean, it it felt like they got to them a little bit more than than last week. Um, I, I'll say B. I still want to see more out of them. Okay. Moving to the linebackers, Len. I, I just love seeing these guys in coverage. Again, except for really Hassan Reddick. Let's keep it. Let's just not keep put him in coverage, folks. Okay, Jonathan Gann. <laughs> I don't need to see Hassan Reddick in coverage. He's not the best in coverage. But TJ Edwards, what a great day with 10 total tackles. One quarterback hit, one pass defended, one tackle for a loss. And just, just how they are playing fast to the ball. I love seeing it. This new I'm sorry, this new linebacker core, I'm going to give them a B-plus this week, too. I think they did a phenomenal job. 
It's impressive. I mean, yeah, Ed, Edwards and, and, and White have been, I mean, really good. You know, I, I still want to see my guy get out there um, on the uh, on the field, Nakobe Dean. But, um, yeah, I, I've got absolutely zero issues with their linebacker play so far this year. Man, I mean, they've been – They've been great. It's nice to see, man. I saw Alex Singleton <laughs> playing for the uh, Broncos <laughs> yeah. this, this past week, and I was like, oh, boy, those poor, poor Broncos linebackers are going to have to deal with him. Jeez. Well, he can he can be out there. <laughs> I mean, he's a good special teams guy, but he's yes. not somebody you want starting at linebacker. Absolutely. All right, secondary, A+. plus. Yeah. That's all you need to say, A-plus for the secondary. I don't like giving out A-pluses. Um on the show, I mean, Hertz had a great game. I, 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 I want to reserve the A pluses for like that Nick Foles game when he threw seven touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this was, <laughs> this was a superlative effort. Um, I mean, shutting down a guy. I mean, the the way Justin Jefferson was being talked about, and rightly so, coming into this week was right. just like, oh man, how are they going to shut him down? And this secondary stepped up in in a huge, huge, huge way. So, yeah, they get an A plus for me. All right, good deal. Let's move to the coaches, special teams, I guess. If we're going to do special teams, look, you know, the blocking wasn't all that great on that uh, Vikings, you know, special teams guy who came and blocked the kick. Wasn't great. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I guess I'll give him a C this week because of that particular play. But Jake Elliott made all of his field goals, made all of his extra points. He's been perfect on the year thus far. Aaron Aaron Sipos does kind of stink, actually, every now and again. Uh, 44.8 yards per punt on four punts, but uh, I, I'm going to give special teams coach to see this week. What do you give him? Yeah, I mean, I do I do agree with you. There's a bit of a downgrade in the punting. He did put two inside the 20 this week, which I like to see. Um, but, you know, again, nothing noticeable with the uh, with the return game at all, and there was the uh, the block kick. Um, I'll give them a I'll give them a C plus. Okay, all right, and uh, we're going to give – Jonathan Gannon, I'm giving him an A this week, man. I don't know if we've ever given Jonathan Gannon an A on this on these post game shows. <laughs> That's what he's getting from me, man. What do you give him? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I I'm 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 flipping between an A and an A minus. I'll yeah. give him an A. I mean, they they did basically shut the steam down uh, for the for the entire game. Even when when the uh, you know when the Vikings had a short field. Um, and and we're we're able to kind of you know just really threaten the Eagles defense always had a response Absolutely. Um, you know picking off um, cousins the way they did in the red zone like that so yeah they get an A from me all right good deal and finally Shane Steichen Nick Sirianni the offensive coaching I, I mean I'm gonna give them an A this week as well what a great game plan they came in having and, and just being able to develop their quarterback from week one. And continuing that journey, it, it was so wonderful to see just the fact that Jalen Hurts had some pocket management, pocket presence, went through his progressions. I loved seeing it. Great coaching by the offense. I'm giving him an A. What do you give him, buddy? Yeah, and, and hopefully the um, the 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 um, that Hurts, you know, kind of begins to trust his line a little bit more and realize he can go through his reads because I did see that there's like a next gen stat that you know he has I think 3.1 seconds per per drop back to you know to get rid of the ball and and that's like the the most in the NFL. Yeah. Um so I mean if he if they're giving him the time, you know, use the time, make your reads and and that's what he did today. Um 
uh, yeah, I, I thought the game plan was was really good um, by by the offensive uh, coaching staff. I, I I feel like they maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half, but got a little I conservative. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All but right. that's that's bound to happen. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, they they get a name on this for me. All right, sounds good. Well, man, I think that's going to do it. Do you have anything else for this post game show, Len? After uh, week two here, what do you think? I I I feel you know. And again, there's going to be some down points in this year. We're going to have to keep that in mind. I don't think the Eagles are in any, you know, threat to go 17 and 0 and and then sweep the playoffs. But right. <laughs> you know, this this was just. I feel so much better this week I, I um, than too. I did after last week's game. Absolutely, so it was it was great to see. Philadelphia Eagles are two and zero in the division. The New York Giants two and zero in the division. Len, the Washington Commanders one and one, and the Dirty Dallas Cowboys one and one. At the bottom of the division, I love seeing it <laughs> shaping yeah. up right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic! All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. If you're new to listening to us, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Philadelphia PST. Follow Len at Len Hunsicker. You can follow me as well at Jeffrey underscore Warren. Got some great content coming for you uh, this week. Coming right to your ears this week. Stick around for it. Subscribe. All that good stuff. PhiladelphiaSportsTable.com is our website. Take care, folks. We'll catch you next time. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.